It's Sports and Courts, where we discuss legal issues that affect the world of sports, brought to you by the Law Offices of Brett Hastings. Hey, we welcome you back to the program. Let's talk a little uh, sports and courts. Our friend uh, Brett Hastings joins us uh, from the Hastings Injury Law Firm. Brett, how you doing, man? Doing great. Hey, um, we're talking about uh, image and name, image, and likeness. Right. And what's ultimately going to happen. Before we talk about the – and, and it's, look, this has been passed in the state of Florida for a few weeks now. Uh, before we get into the ramifications of it and how it affects college athletics and what they can and can't do – Explain to people the exact details of the law that was passed by Ron DeSantis a few weeks ago. All right. It's pretty detailed, so it's going to take you know a little bit. But um, at the end of the day, it's going to allow uh, athletes to profit off of their name, image, and likeness, just as you said, right? And uh, they put into place some, some provisions that are somewhat unique. One of them is that if you're a minor, you know, which could be a, a, probably a lot of freshmen, right? How many freshmen are 17 years old, would we think? A small percentage. Yeah, 30 yeah. to 40 yeah. percent maybe. Yeah, well, I agree. Right. Well, there would be provisions there where they'd uh, maybe have to have court approval, you know, for some okay. of those contracts. So that was an interesting point. And, you know, because what I've seen is just what had come through both the House and the Senate, and then they go and sign it, and we don't see it, you know, completely loaded up as the statutes. But this is basically, you know, the language and the stuff that goes in. Um, then it allow uh, them to have third-party contracts, right? Uh, with whoever uh, they want to, the one provision is the 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 universities. You know, they define them really all the state universities uh, will still have their contractual rights, and uh, really they have some interesting uh, language in here where they they talk about um, you know the conflicts and say post secondary educational institution asserting a conflict under this paragraph has to show where they think. Their contract provision may, uh, you know, ha- have a conflict with one that the student athlete would have, and then when they sort of have team use, right? And it's going to be interesting how, like, say, at the University of Florida, the Jordan contract, right, or your your typical Nike contracts, like we see at Florida State. So when you're doing team activities, you know, you're going to need to wear this Nike stuff, and then as soon as you get done, you could have your own third-party contract with Under Armour, right? And, you know, they may have to define, you know, if it's coming out to the media, is that going to end up being a part of a, you know, a team thing where usually they let these kids wear, you know, what they're going to do. And so the statute goes through to try to handle those different, you know, types of conflicts. The student-athlete, once they uh, enter into a third-party contract, you know, to be compensated for name, image, and likeness, will need to disclose that to the university. Uh, they're, they're allowed to be represented by student agents or by, you know, act sports agents, but they have to comply with all the other rules, or an attorney can represent them in the uh, contract negotiations, name, image, and likeness with the um, third-party group. Let's see, a couple of the other provisions that we just saw in here and going through to read. Um, state rule, have to comply with the federal right. agent rules as well. And scholarships are not defined as compensation, right. you know, under well, and, and the, the, teams, the statute. And Brett, the teams can't. I mean, here's a question everyone's going to ask. Can, can Florida go to its biggest booster and say, hire Joe Recruit to be the spokesperson for your car dealership? That's... That's what they've got to prevent. Isn't that the biggest part of this from an NCAA standpoint? Yeah, I think so. You know, and what's interesting here is, you know, Florida's kind of 
uh, I think has the earliest uh, date that this would be effective, right? July of 2021. So right. it's not something that's going into effect immediately here. Okay. So from a legislation standpoint, what's going on nationally is a move by uh, the NCAA and, and, and a group of lobbyists who want to try to essentially create a federal law that would preempt all these individual state laws and say, okay, this is how we're going to deal with name, image, and likeness. Um, so that's sort of what's going on with the legal landscape. You know, as you go through, uh, the, the statute is broken out and says, you know, uh, a, you know, an educational, like the first part of the statute is an educational institution may not uphold any rule requirement standard that limits the student athletes right to have these, um, third-party contracts, right, for their name, image, and likeness. Then they say an athletic association, a conference, or another group, uh, and then they go in and say that you can't, like, the, the, the conferences, the other people can't say that, um, you know, the our state universities are not eligible to participate in those things. Well, that's highly debatable, right? Like, who's the rulemaking authority for the Southeastern Conference or some of the other things? So that's some other language that I think, you know, I, I think it's going to be a moot point because everybody knows that they got to get involved right. and address and to do this. But uh, the language does allow for sort of a little bit of ambiguity for what you're saying, you know, hey, is this booster? You know, I would assume they would try to define and say the booster is a part of the larger portion of the university, but it's not clear from in here. That's typically something that's defined in an NCAA rule, and that doesn't have anything to do with what's going on here, you know? Yep. And I think there's clearly what you're going to see is the biggest Gator booster in Gainesville owns the biggest dealership, you know, that uh, you may see, uh, you know, him, you know, get, having a contract you know, in whatever way, shape, or form uh, related to that viable entity, you know? I mean, somebody's not going to go in and say, hey, I'm Frank Frangie, I'm the biggest Gator fan in the world, and this is how we're going to end up doing this contract. It's going to be through these boosters' businesses that would otherwise be services or products, uh, you know, as a general rule. Right. As far as I can tell, a school can't be involved with a recruit as far as arranging anything, or even the student-athlete once they get to campus. They can't arrange anything with the boosters. However, a coach could be in a recruit's living room and say, well, yeah, you know, Kyle Trask just signed with, Gatorland Chevrolet, and it's going really well, right? That That is allowable? Right. right. It seems allowable from what I've seen here, you know. I could see him almost having like a, you know, a brochure or something else in that regard. So that is know, helping show. recruiting. What? That is helping yeah. recruiting. Bre- Brett, is it a good idea? Is did you Are you in favor of the name, image, likeness? Why or why not? As a lawyer watching these rights, do you like it or no? I think it is, uh, you know, oh, I have a little bit of concern that politically, you know, we're going to go push. Well, I like the fact that our politicians and that Governor DeSantis and some of the other people are forcing the issue because we know the NCAA has not forced the issue, right? Okay. What I hope is that we end up actually having some type of solidarity or uniformity nationally so that, you know, these things are dealt with the same way throughout the country. So I think we're going to end up seeing a federal law to try to go and address this. Um, as you know, like doing sports and courts with you guys for years, I'm not a fan of the NCAA, the way they go about administering, you know, collegiate athletics as a general rule. Um, I just, I hope that 
there can be enough input from the right people at, you know, the right athletic directors, the right conferences, the other things, so that there could end up being a federal law that really would do the right things for student athletes and everybody else. You know, I mean, too much money is made in college football so that some guy couldn't get some money from, you know, Alachua County Chevrolet or, you know, what have you. I, I don't think that's going to be the end of the world or to undermine, uh, you know, the sport. But I think just the little loopholes that you guys brought up, you know, that were great today is to see, you know, who, you know, like we all know University of Florida, and I think you put Florida State in this as well, have some relatively conservative athletic departments, right? I think there's some other places in the South where they're going to go and push the envelope, you know, as it relates to this. So I think that having some type of, uh, you know, uniformity at a federal level is what I'd ultimately like to see so that, you know, we, 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 it just doesn't become the wild, wild west, you know, at, at least for, you know, the next couple of years. And I'm glad to see that uh, at least this state law and some of the other ones have some time so that on a national level, you know, there could be some legal developments to create that uniformity. Brett, has the NCAA fallen so far behind on this issue that there's no hope legally that they can ever get control back of it? Uh, yes, I think so. I mean, you know, I think the NCAA really started to lose all of its power when it was outside of the collegiate television contracts, you know, and I think this is the set, sort of the next wave. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the NCAA, you know, the NCAA is a ruling body that doesn't have subpoena power, doesn't have, you know, a lot of other things in the, the way to do it. And, um, has really just been in, incredibly ineffective and arbitrary in the way that it goes about enforcing, you know, different laws or rules. It's not an institution where you'd say, Hey, they're out in front of things. You know, I, I, I've seen much more articulate discussions come from the big conferences and their athletic directors about how to address this and do this than at any way, at any point in time that I've heard from anybody at the NCAA. Well, I, think so, that's, I, think that's I don't think we're shocked. Right. I think that's completely right. Final question for you then. As a okay. sports fan and a lawyer, a diehard sports fan and a longtime lawyer, would sports be better off if the, the Power Five schools created their own association with a commissioner, with rules, rather than being entirely governed by the NCAA? Would it be better for sports? And again, I'm asking you to wear your sports fan hat, but also your lawyer hat, because you can certainly um, uh, anticipate the legal problems that would cause. Which would be better? I think it would be better to have uh, the big conferences and the athletic directors and those people together. I mean, you know, nobody really wants to run or work at the NCAA. And when you go and see the type of money that a Scott Strickland or, you know, whoever the AD is at Ohio State and some of these other places make, uh, I think you just have some of the, the brighter minds, the sharper people, the, you know, the drivers, people that are focused on trying to look at the long term. And it seems to me that, it, you know, just what Hayes was saying, NCAA is very reactionary. Uh, very cautious and, and doesn't seem to you know push things forward. I mean, if you look at what the just look at what the Southeastern Conference did and in putting into place you know a conference championship and everybody had it, and then the the Southeastern Conference put together the the best TV network and then people went to go and model it. You, you've seen most of the innovations and you and you've seen you know a lot of other governance issues come from the conferences, not really from the NCAA. Brett Hastings from the Hastings Injury Law Firm. That is Sports and Courts. We talk about legal issues that affect the world of sports on a regular basis. Thanks, Brett. We appreciate it, brother. You got it, buddy. Talk Thanks. to you later.